Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Hope you had a fun and enjoyable week. We're back at it again. And as things start to dwindle down, the time keeps on ticking, ticking, ticking into the future. A lot of teams wrapping up their stuff this week as we had a total of four teams wrap up their seasons this week. Starts off with Stevenson, who was in the ACCHL Elite Playoffs. For some reason, the ACHA has them listed in the uh, in the premier side of things, but they are in fact in the elite side of things. It's very confusing to keep track of the ACCHL and what they're doing. In any case, they took on George Washington in the first round of the playoffs, and it was a heck of a game overall. Um, George Washington gets on the board first. No, no score sheet, again, because it's intertwining, so there's no score sheet for some whatever reason. But in any case, George Washington gets on the board first, uh, and they are up one nothing through this uh, first period. But the, towards the end of the second period, Stevenson gets its back. as Sean Blahat. Just a nice little uh, pickoff at the blue line on a, a, a failed attempt to clear it from George Washington. And then he takes it and rips it home to tie the score up at one. George Washington would get one back. At the end of the frame, however, uh, with only 50 seconds to go, or sorry, 59 seconds to go, and uh, Stevenson was actually all over George Washington. They were up on shots 40 to 27 after two periods of play, and a quick start for Stevenson. Did not see it, unfortunately. I, I looked away from the TV, and they don't do the replays that well, so there we go. Uh, they get a second goal early in the second period, 203 or 206 into it, and then during the media timeout, uh, before that, George Washington makes it 3-2, to two, and then that is how the game ended, even though Stevenson was pressing hard uh, at the end of it. 56-37 to 37 were shots in favor of Stevenson. The, you can't say they didn't have the chances to get it done, but unfortunately they end their season on a down note. But again, a strong season for this team. A lot of ups and downs, uh, some inconsistency, a lot of emotion in this season. Uh, but So I think... Uh, Overall, better than most seasons, and they fought to the bitter end. So a, uh, a big uh, daps and head taps to Stevenson. Again, we'll do kind of do next week as a a review, a year in review, as it were, for some of the teams, and obviously Stevenson on that list with Maryland and all that. So uh, there's that. A uh, congratulations to Stevenson on a season well done, given the consideration, given all that's gone on, a, uh, a heck of a season for them. Uh, in this 2023-2024 affair. One team who is not done after this week, it's Team Maryland, and they are fighting for all they can get in this one as they will uh, they will take on the Philadelphia Little Flyers. Took them on Friday, and uh, pictures are up on the Chesapeake Hockey Week uh, Twitter page, thanks to Johnny P, who went down there on Friday afternoon to check it out. It was a heck of a game. They got a good one on Friday night. Uh, started midway through the first period as uh, the Philadelphia Little Flyers get on the board first. Jack Costable gets his 25th goal of the year, and that made it one nothing Philadelphia Little Flyers. A lot of shots on goal from both sides of the ice, uh, but only one goal to show for it in the first period. And then in the second period, uh, late in the second period, in fact, with only 41 seconds remaining, Gustav Helm-Kurtz from the point gets his third of the year. Uh, assist from Xavier Tremblay, his 20th assist, Nola Zotter's 24th assist, and Team Maryland ties it up going into the third intermission, of the, or third period. The third period brought Philadelphia with their huge firepower, doubling up on shots uh, for Team Maryland, 15-7 to 7 
in that, but they could not get past uh, Jake Hewson in regulation or in overtime. Nobody scored in overtime, so we go to a shootout and a heck of a shootout, uh, to say the least. Start off with uh, Jack Costable getting a goal, netting that in there uh, in the first round. In the second round, Noah Zotter ties it up for Team Maryland. Then a bunch of no, 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 no's, and then Nola Zotter again rings it home as you go back in line after a couple, and he puts it home for the over or for the shootout winner for Team Maryland. Jake Houston makes 51 saves in this one as Team Maryland gets the big dub on Friday. No rest for the wicket, though. They had to go uh, Saturday up to Philadelphia Hockey Club up there in uh, Sewell, New Jersey, and uh, nothing happened in this first period, even though Team Maryland did have 11 shots on net, did not find the back of it. So you go into the second period, and the second period, Team Maryland got into a lot of penalty trouble, uh, so much so that that you know, gave uh, PHC a lot of chances, and they were able to cash in on one uh, of the power play chances we'll talk about here in a second. But first, uh, Edward uh, Mirgilano for PHC gets his ninth of the year to make it one nothing, and then two minutes and change later on the power play, Connor Movalli gets his 16th of the year for PHC. Again, the, the penalties kind of biting uh, Team Maryland in the behind, but with 108 remaining in the second period, Jules Jardine, that's his seventh of the year from Theodore Launitz with his 16th assist, makes it 2-1. to one, But in the third period, was clamped down on both sides. Team Maryland firing 16 shots at the PHC net, but could not get any through. And 2-1, to one, a loss is the result. 31 saves for Josh Scully on this one. And uh, a, a tough go about it this week, especially considering how tight the playoff Chase is Maryland now sitting in fourth spot. Uh, they want to get into the top five. Obviously, they are nine points clear of the Pennsylvania Huntsman and six points clear of the PHC. Uh, so uh, they got that going for them. They will take on the Huntsman this Wednesday today in Pennsylvania up there. So uh, they will have that there. And then they will take on the 87s at home on Friday afternoon. A double dip happening there Friday uh, at noon. Team Maryland against uh, New Jersey 87s, and that night the Maryland Black Bears take on the New Hampshire Mountain Kings. So it should be exciting there. Uh, go ahead and check it out. I think this is their last home game in the regular season, so uh, you might want to go you know, make, a lunch, make a lunch date out of it and have a good time for yourself, and we'll come back. If you miss it, we'll come back, we'll review it, and we'll let you guys know what happened and where it sits for them right now. The Stevenson women's uh, team is rounding out their schedule. They were eliminated from playoff contention last week, so they are just playing out the schedule as they had a home-and-home home at Newman, starting off at the Reisterstown Sportplex, which has been unkind to uh, Stevenson this year. No wins out of 10 attempts prior to Friday's, but Friday they made the most of it in a big way. Getting started off really quick, Cassie Campbell, uh, minute 59 in. Gets uh, Stevenson on the board, one nothing from Emily Brightbill and Abby Smith. Then with under seven minutes remaining, Gracie Payne cashes in on the power play from Carly Barwick and Megan Croyle, two to nothing Stevenson after one period of play. Then the second period, just a lot of stuff going on in under four minutes. Starts off with Emma Demand making it three to nothing at 3:48 from Gracie Payne, and then less than a minute later, Megan Croyle notching one, make it four to nothing from Cassie Campbell. Then on the power play at 7-10, Emily Brightbill registers one to make it 5-0 from Abby Smith. And then to close things out, 12-12 in the second period, Maggie Dean 
from Frankie Capello makes it six to nothing, and that's the score as they go into the second intermission. But 104 into the third period, Jemia Alexander for Newman gets them on the board to make it six one. But then a minute and two seconds later, Abby Smith regains that six goal lead from Caitlin Reed and Natasha Nilan. And that 7-1 is the final as Stevenson gets their first victory on home ice. And they uh, make the most of their last uh, game on home ice. Mallory Hunt with 27 saves in the victory. And no rest for the Wicked as they traveled up 95 uh, to check in at Newman in Aston, Pennsylvania. And unfortunately not the, uh, the way they wanted it to go in that home and home. However, it started off well. Abby Smith. 9.25 into the first period on the power play from Frankie Capello and Maggie Dean made it one nothing for Stevenson after one period of play. But in the second period, Newman takes over as uh, Brooke Markley scores one at eight minutes even to tie the game up. And then at 10.22, Caleb Booth notches a power play goal to make it 2-1. And then Booth again, just uh, under five minutes remaining in the second period to make it 3-1 going into the break. While Stevenson was uh, trying and trying and trying, uh, they could not find two goals. They got one back on the power play uh, with under four minutes remaining from Emma DeMann to make it 3-2. to two. She got that from Abby Smith and Emily Brightbill, but that is as close as they got as the final is 3-2. to two. Stevenson falls in this one with Ansley King making 24 saves in the defeat. So the women's hockey side of things in Stevenson is over and uh, what could have been for this season. Again, we will... We will take a look at postmortem, as it were, in the coming weeks. But it was a uh, a lot of people didn't have too many high hopes for some reason. The the pundits there, and uh, you know they 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 had a, a rise on it. So unfortunately, that was the case. So we have a situation. The only ups, one of the upsides though is Abby Smith, who was the rookie of the week in the UCHC, two goals and three assists. This week against Newman, a huge showing for her and a nice little uh, something to build off of when you look at the the grand scheme of things. So she can take that from her first year, moving into sophomore season and go on from there. So we will have a look back at the Stevenson women's uh, season uh, in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. One last kick at the can for Navy and Towson this year as both are on the outside looking in at the ECHA playoff scene. But they had a makeup game to make up for in January for that uh, day of uh, day of crappy snow and crappy weather overall that kind of shut down the state. So uh, Navy travels up to Ice World for one last kick at the can, and uh, Navy uh, doing their dang thing. And they first period, really all game, let's be honest, they were taking control offensively. 16-5 uh, to five were the shots. One of the shots that went in is Andrew Penka, his third of the year from Aiden Wallstrom, his second assist. Uh, makes it one nothing Navy, but Towson not to be outdone. Their heavy hitters were uh, on full blast to to end the season strong. James Harwood gets his 18th of the year with under five minutes remaining in the first. Jeremy Wilson his 20th assist that made it one to one, and that's what it was going into the break. Navy out shooting Towson 16 to five in the first period. The second period no different. 24 to six were the shots, but. No advantage either side. Nothing changes after the second period. Third period, though, Navy really shut things down. 129 and Jagda Naughty all his seventh of the year, all alone to make it 2-1 to one Navy. Then 651 and Evan Adams finishing his season strong with his 11th of the year. Michael Rokovich's 20th assist. Jason Fisher, his second assist. 
Navy up 2-1. to one. And then Adams liked it so nice, he's going to score twice with his 12th of the year, 12.50 into the third period. Jason Fisher getting his second assist and third a second assist of the game, third of the year. Nick Allen getting his 14th assist of the year to make it 4-1. to one. And then with 30 seconds left, uh, Sam Rundick on the power play. Potts won home his first of the year. James Hardwood's 19th assist. And that is all she wrote in this one. Andrew Rugg with the win for Navy. 16 saves in that. Daniel Ludwig gets hampered with the loss. 60 saves in this one as Towson, again, facing a ton of shots. And uh, the final four to two in this. So both, like I said, both schools outside looking in for the playoffs. We'll talk to the, about them next week for sure, and kind of talk about what could have happened, what went wrong, where to go from here, and we'll see how everything matches up that way. University of Maryland women—they had a, a one last road trip for themselves in the regular season. They went up to Rhode Island and uh, Connecticut, I believe, Sacred Hearts in. And uh, they had themselves a nice little road trip for themselves. Started late on Friday, a 10 o'clock start uh, at Rhode Island. Nothing happened in the first period. But in the second period, late, under three minutes remaining, Claire Falcone with her third goal for URI to make it one nothing for the Rams going into the third period. But Aliana Skogholm early gets her ninth of the year all alone. 3.43 in to tie the game, but with under four minutes left in regulation. Marissa Catalano gets her second of the year to put Rhode Island up and up for good as they win 2-1 to one on uh, on this one. Sydney Molnar gets a 34-save uh, performance in the defeat, however, but a quick turnaround as their second game on Saturday happened at noon. So you get done around midnight. You got to come back for noon. You hope they just slept at the rink. Uh, again, no scoring in the first, but the Terps really come out to play in the second. Aliana Skog home her 10th of the year from Lauren Wraith and Elizabeth Braun. Wraith's third assist, Braun's fifth assist at 133 in. And then under a minute from there, Braun gets her sixth goal of the year from Skog home, who has her ninth assist. 2 nothing Terps in the early going. Midway through the period, though, Riley Tanner for Rhode Island makes it 2-1 to with her eighth of the year. But uh, honestly, a shooting gallery for Rhode Island. They had the shot advantage through two periods of play, uh, 37 to 17. So a lot going on there as Molnar had a uh, had to be insane in the membrane, as to quote a old term that was really outdated. But she played it solid. And then with under five minutes remaining in the third period, Lauren Wraith with her second of the year. Elizabeth Braun, her sixth assist. Grace Wildberger, her 14th assist. And the Terps get that insurance goal, and they put it home 3-1. to one. The final Molnar with a 48-save performance in the win. Huge win for them as they look ahead to see when the rankings come out for the W-2. And they had one more game, though, as they took on Sacred Heart. By the way, I shouldn't downplay that Rhode Island's a D1 team as well so for Maryland to go up there and play like they did against a D1 school pretty solid they go back to uh, D2ville as they took on the uh, D2 squad for Sacred Heart and Maryland coming out strong again outshot once again in the first two periods uh, but they get the advantage starting late in the first period with under a minute 30 remaining Grace Wildberger gets her 13th of the year from uh, Catherine Wanner her fifth assist of the year. one nothing Terps after one. Sacred Heart would get on the board early. Victoria Hayes, her 15th of the year, 2-10 in 
evens the score, but Elizabeth Braun takes it upon herself two minutes later to get her seventh of the year from Eileen Kilcarry, her seventh assist of the year. As sevens are wild for the Terps to make it 2-1, to one, and then 1244 into the frame, Catherine Wanner gets her seventh of the year all alone, and Terps up 3-1 to one after two, and then the third period was all the Turtles. As Grace Wildberger gets her 14th of the year, 8-16 into the third period, her second of the game all alone, and then she finishes off the hat trick with her 15th of the year, 11-48 in from Christina Carbonova, her fourth assist, Terps up 5-1, to one, and then to seal the deal, Aliana Skogholm, uh, 11th of the year, all alone, makes it 6-1, to one, and that is your final, 6-1 to one for the Terps. 44 saves for Sydney Molnar, who was tested early, often by everybody this weekend, and was a brick wall for the Terps. So now it's on to the playoffs for the Terps and also for Navy, as they will start on Friday. It starts off uh, at the Delaware State Fairgrounds, the center ice rink there in Harrington, Delaware. Uh, it starts off on Friday evening, 645 Eastern. Uh, Navy will take on Rowan in the 3-6 matchup when at 9 o'clock Liberty will take on Maryland in the 4-5 matchup on that one. And then uh, the winners are get reseeded again. One will take on Villanova, who's the number one seed. The other will take on Delaware, who's the number two seed. And then the championship is 1.45 p.m. on Sunday. I don't know if 412 Communications have the call on this. They did last year for the championships, but I do not know if uh, if uh, James Witherite and uh, crew are going down there for that. So uh, stay tuned to the uh, Chesapeake Hockey Week uh, Twitter at ChesapeakeHWPod. We'll promote any kind of video evidence that will go down. Last year's was exciting as heck in a third overtime, I think? Second overtime? Third overtime because they went the other way. Uh, where Navy won their second straight DVCHC. We will uh, see if they can do a Tom Amansky and win back-to-back-to-back DVCHC championships in this one. One team who uh, will not be in the playoffs for the DVCHC, and that's Loyola, as uh, a, term- a-, a tumultuous season comes to an end for the Greyhounds as they finished the weekend against uh, University of Pennsylvania, the Quakers, and it was too many to not enough. 15-1 to UPenn wins. Uh, the only goal was Victoria Dunham, her sixth of the year from Caitlin Cavanaugh, her third assist. Uh, but other than that, it was no bueno on that. Grace Ryan hung with the loss. No save stats in this one. So a very weird season in general for this team who was slated as D2, played a lot of D3 teams, had a lot of troubles in terms of just roster size. I mean, uh, their last game, they had nine skaters and a goalie. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes from here. They had, I think, four or five seniors aging out. So the future of the Loyola Maryland women's program is going to be um, quite interesting, and we will see how this all pans out uh, going forward. Next season, we'll kind of take a look, another kind of post-situation post next week or the week after uh, for this. Some D3 updates that we have for you, starting off with Loyola. They played uh, G, uh, George Mason University. George Mason, in their thir- first year of having a D3 program, uh, Loyola won 11-2 on Friday night. 
So a big win for the Ice Hounds there on the men's side, looking to get back to the ACCH, ACCHL D3 playoffs as uh, they were uh, champions last year in in the uh, premier side of things. I don't know which is better, premier or elite. It's like, I don't know. kind of Maybe figure that out. Anyway, uh, Navy had two games this weekend. Uh, they beat Salisbury on Friday night 5-3, to three, but lost to Maryland on Saturday 4-3, to three, but a huge third period by Navy almost got them back into it, or did get them back into it a little bit, almost got them all the way back, a third, three-goal third period uh, as they were down 4 to nothing going into that third period. Uh, but Navy trying to claw back, unfortunately, did not do that there. So we will see what happens. I don't know playoff-wise how this all shakes out, if we're even there yet. So... We will keep you updated. Just stay tuned for that next week. And also, this coming week, we will have uh, more playoffs. We mentioned Navy. We mentioned Maryland. Now we got ourselves Stevenson's NCAA men's program. They will take on Kings uh, on Wednesday, today, uh, at 5 o'clock at the Reisterstown Sportplex. This is the 2-7 matchup as Stevenson looks to avenge a loss. Kings gave him a loss, I think, the first game back. From uh, the holidays, they split the uh, the, the season series uh, one-to-one, but now they're going to face off against each other. The winner plays on Saturday, and then the winner of that, that will be the semifinal, the winner of that has a week off before the a UCHC championship on March 2nd. So, Stevenson has the ability to play two games. Uh, they have the ability to play one. We will see how it all pans out on Wednesday, this team uh, really seems to have a determining factor to keep getting farther and maybe get themselves the auto bid for the UCHC as this team, I think, is ranked number 15 in the D3 side of things. So they are they are getting some national national appeal, but now it's just a matter of putting that appeal uh, to the task and making sure that they get locked in to the NCAA championships. And it all starts on Wednesday. If they can get a victory over Kings, it should be a good one. So uh, check it out. If you can't get there, Stevenson does have a live stream that you guys can check out on GoMustangSports.com. How about some players? That's right, some player time. As uh, we dive in to the players out there, Micah Berger continuing to produce for his new squad. One assist uh, for the uh, Surrey Eagle player from Bethesda as he notches it up to two goals and two assists in four games in the new uh, BCHL side of things. Charlie Serrato had a pair of a, or had an assist on Friday night. Pair was one was last week as uh, he got an assist in the uh, 5 to 4 loss against Madison for Youngstown however that boosts his stats up to 28 assists in 27 games as well as four goals attached to that uh, for the Falston Maryland native. Eric Charpentier had a goal for uh, Dartmouth on Saturday night. as a shootout victory for themselves, but Charpentier getting his second goal of the year uh, to go with four assists in 25 games for the Silver Spring Maryland native. Anthony Domina had a goal on Saturday as the Yorkton Terriers defeated the Evanston uh, Bruins. It's his 15th of the season, 39 points in 40 games for the Severna Park native. Lacey Eaton had a goal and two assists this weekend as uh, Wisconsin swept Minnesota in the border battle. That brings her up to uh, 24 goals, 24 assists for 48 points on the season in only 32 games. Uh, something good's happening there with uh, Wisconsin as they chase yet another national championship. 
Stephen Holiday had a goal and an assist on Friday night in the uh, Ohio State victory over Wisconsin, putting him up to 10 goals and 19 assists in 30 games uh, for the Ohio State sophomore. Quinn Kennedy up at Col- uh, Connecticut College, seven goals and 14 assists on the season in 24 games. So a great showing from him in his first year in college. William Lawrence had an assist on Friday night as Johnstown takes out the uh, split this weekend with the New Hampshire Mountain Kings uh, for Lawrence, who also notched his 100th game for the uh, in the NAHL. So congratulations to him. He's at 38 points in 44 games with the Tomahawks. Another big Friday night for Blake Montgomery. Two goals and a helper uh, helped him and the Stars beat the Sioux City Musketeers 4-2. 16 goals and 15 assists in 38 games for Montgomery, who is uh, going, going places, ladies and gentlemen. He got passed over last year. I think he has the ability to get a, a look this year from NHL scouts, especially considering he's going to be going up to U- uh, University of Wisconsin starting next season. I do believe he could have another year junior in him, but it depends on what way he wants to go, to be quite honest with you. Cam O'Neill with an assist on Sunday as UMass dropped one to Boston College, 6-4. to four, Three goals, three assists in 21 games for the Odington native. George Vanock is at Curry College in D3. He's got four goals and 10 assists. On the year in 23 games, I do believe this is his last season and in uh, in college, so trying to get his senior season finished with a bang. A uh, unfortunate down weekend for Grace Campbell as uh, she uh, drops both games that she saw against Northeastern, uh, letting up three goals in each, but on Saturday got the hook a little early as she only played 14 minutes, stopping seven shots out of 10, had 33 saves in the overtime loss on Friday night, that puts her at uh, 14, 9, and 7 on the year with a 2.32 goals against and a 9.25 save percentage. Hey, that's pretty dang good numbers. You're going to have a slip-up every now and again. Um, you know, it happens. It happens. Uh, Jack Spicer had a pretty decent weekend for himself. Came in in relief on Friday night, faced three shots, stopped them all. Then on Saturday night, got the start. Unfortunately, dropped that one 3-2. to two to uh, Cedar Rapids, but got 14 saves out of that. Then on Sunday against Youngstown, wins in a shootout, 30 saves for that. So a uh, 2-1-0 and week, or actually a 1-1-0 and weekend, because I'm sure he got a no decision on that Friday game. His number's 9-8-0 with a 3.02 goals against and an 8-9-1 save percentage. And that'll do it for us. We've done it once again. Another week in the books uh, as we draw closer to the season end. As a Team Maryland, again, two games this weekend, then I think three to start off March, and then that's it for them. They, they head to the playoffs after that. It's going to be coming in hot, coming in close, coming in uh, towards the end. But we'll have uh, all the stuff, a year in review. We have playoffs this coming weekend, so a lot still left on our plate. So please to be joining me next weekend for all of that. Uh, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week, part of the Faceoff Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. Check us out, Chesapeake Hockey or Chesapeake HW Pod on Twitter. ClutchingCrabHockey.com has Black Bear News mostly. And there's that. You guys have a good week. Stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, play that Clutch and Crab Hockey when you can. Talk to you next week. Peace. <laughs>